Hi everyone and welcome to The Psalm Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So, welcome to another episode of The Psalm Seed podcast. Um... And it's around me day. And I'm joined here by Shawa. Um, and today we are going to be talking about um yeah, we're gonna be talking about some of the more challenging parts of life. Um I always have a saying, um, and I got it from a George the Poet poem um, and he says everyone is dealing with the challenges of living and I think that's something that's always mm. stuck with me because the dead don't have challenges uh, <laughs> they they will come um, <laughs> on judgment day um, but everyone is going through something um, even if you're going for a happy spell um, congratulations um, it's good to enjoy life um, but also there'll be days where life feels a bit more difficult. Um, doing the do, there's more drag. There's more, there's more resistance. And yeah, we're going to talk about that today. I guess, Shoa, what have you been going through in this season of your life? <laughs> I don't know if people are going to be listening to this. <laughs> so I can select my answers appropriately. Um... What have I been going through? What have I been navigating through? Hmm. I think a lot of adulting. My birthday's mm-hmm. around the corner. <laughs> birthday count. Person <laughs> for the first three months. My birthday's around the corner. Um, and around the corner, I mean September. And September 25th, in case anyone wants to like, buy me a present. You're not doing a survey. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you can find me on shower.com. Okay. This no, we're not using this appropriate. <laughs> My birthday's on the twentieth of August. Um, wow, exactly. <laughs> um, just navigating life. I think uh, I, I I don't know where to start. There's been a lot on my mind, mm-hmm. a lot about just life, a lot about um. I think a lot, a lot about adulting. Everything that comes to adulting. Oh, I need to save. I need to have this money. But I also want to enjoy life. I need to get married, but I also need to find someone. Or the person needs to find me because I can't be the one finding the person to find me anymore. And I need what? to, yeah. Sorry, there's a lot. And and like spending time with family, friends, but also wanting time for myself. But uh, just a lot. Um, my mind just goes like, <sighs> but I'm still okay. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. I think we need to do a, an entire episode about the soul dating matter because I think it comes up every single episode. Um, it seems like That's we're finding something new. It's it's kind of, do you know what? Because I, I used to feel like, oh my gosh, we talk about dating a lot. Let's not talk about dating. But it reminds me of when you're applying to uni, right? That's all you talk about because you're at your 18, 19. You're 18, at that stage. At that stage of getting to uni. When it was sitting final year exams that's literally all you talk about because every every single person's at that stage so mm-hmm. when I'm with my friends who most of us plug 
a single. <laughs> Not the plug. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Free advertisement. No, and, and I think it's it's more so not even the fact that most of us are saying it's the fact that up until two years ago, no one spoke about it at all within our friendship group. We were fine. We're, it was like, oh, just getting close to God. Um and everyone was going through their ish at the same time. So I feel like this this is just basically repressed conversation all coming at once. And us all navigating this because it's sort of different because I think a lot of us started dating at similar times as well mm-hmm. so all kind of like navigating the stage of our lives and see how the conversation has moved to date <laughs> it's so easy to talk about <laughs> it's, it's so easy this is why I think we need to dedicate a whole episode so but I agree with you like I think everyone if when everyone is around different around the same stages of their lives conversations are going to start to overlap but also struggles are going to start to overlap as well mm. and for example people that are married and people that have children that's all they talk about their kids and um, mm. so I don't think it, we do ourselves a, dis- a disservice by not actually talking about what's in our heart because we don't want mm. people to know that we have a need or a mm. desire or a yearning um, but I definitely agree with you I think adulting can be really difficult and and genuinely I, I agree I, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think, especially if, let's say, you're after university to now, you're kind of left to your own devices to kind of figure life out by yourself because that's mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. in your life that as an individual you are making decisions by yourself, right? If you don't apply mm-hmm. for a job, you're not going to get a job. And rarely are your parents going to be there to orchestrate things for you and make you go in their direction, and funnily enough, growing up, we would rebel against some of their advice and be like, this is what I want to do. I want to be an adult. But now that you're an adult and you're dealing with the consequences of adulthood, you're realizing that, oh, it's so much nicer when someone else is calling the shots. Life will be so much easier when if someone has made a plan for you, yeah. you just know what, where to go, what to do, when to do it. And it's so easy. And, mm. and, and I think through... So when I was just talking, it just made me think about we need to be parented by God because Mm -hmm. when we're doing life by ourselves, we're now realizing how complicated and complex the world is and Mm -hmm. about how. Yeah, let me let me pause there for a second. I'll say what I've been going through. Um, I think for me, um, what I've been going through is. Let me pause for a second. So today I was talking to my friend, my one of my work friends about work and how she's finding it. And she was saying the things she was going through. And I said a scripture to her and I said, you know, it, it's fine to feel this way because hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, and that's a scripture in the Bible. When hope has been deferred, that disappointment can really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. And then it really caused me to think, you know, what are the things that I have been disappointed by? Um, and who have I taken that to? so Mm -hmm. for example things I've been disappointed by is this idea of like I'm a Christian um but it seems like my for example my mental health issues so I struggle with depression and anxiety that's only gotten worse the more I go into adulthood right because the Mm -hmm. older you are the more problems you go through the more responsibilities you have Mm -hmm. and it feels like there's less opportunity and less um there's less recovery for failure it's mm-hmm. like if I drop this ball these are the repercussions and so this pressure to keep on continuing and keep on striving and not being able to stop and fail 
it, 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 it's, it's very, very stressful. And for me, it makes my mental health issues worse. And it's mm. like, but you can't just not work. You can't just drop everything. You, you have to keep on continuing. Or even things like um, comparison. Um, but in terms of if, let's say, your friends are making strides in their careers or your friends are making strides in their relationships or people might be moving abroad and it's like, oh, these are the things that I wanted to do or I wanted to buy that car or why is my hair not growing past my shoulders? And it might seem like little, little things, mm-hmm. but over time, it's a combination that adds to this whole idea of, like, life just becomes a bit harder. Mm. And you might be thinking... Why are we talking about this? This is all just like this is so this is (laughs) is all complaints. This is where's the light at the end of the tunnel? But one thing that I've a pattern of behavior that I've seen in myself is when I'm going through hardship in life, the first thing I do is talk to my friends. The first thing, the second thing I do is try and reason myself out of it. You know, at least you've got this, at least you've got that. But I have found, I guess, in terms of a pattern of behavior in myself, I can only speak for myself personally, is God tends to come in at the end. Or, sorry? So when when you've finished every, okay, let me go and pray now. Now let me go and pray. As I go to bed and sleep with one eye open. (laughs) (laughs) You're stressed, you can't even sleep, you can't eat. But like, God comes in at the end. But when everything, when I've gone through the storm, I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Mm. But it's like, that was a whole crisis that was wasted. Mm. That was a whole opportunity for intimacy that was gone. Mm. That's a time I could have increased my dependency on God, right? Because oftentimes when things are going wrong, we just want someone to take it off our hands. We want someone to have our back. And it's like, my friends can have my back, but no one can have my back the way that God has my back. Mm-hmm. and I think what I've been trying to break within myself is the habit of looking at God at the end mm-hmm. or blaming God but during the crisis during the trouble however small it might be inviting God into mm-hmm. that mist is so hard because when we go through our own problems it feels like everything is happening to us so anything that is not immediately providing that satisfaction it's like then it's against me mm-hmm. and have you experienced something like that or have you been through that or are you going through that where it's hard to see god in the storm it's hard to acknowledge god in the storm it's hard to even see god as a shelter during the storm rather than at the end of it or after it yeah definitely definitely I think again when you have the theology or the mindset or the or the word view that as a Christian that things would always be good right so if it's not good then that means God's not here mm-hmm. um so it's very easy to look elsewhere for answers and again your friends can give you an immediate answer you can search for answers on Google you can Sometimes I, I like waffles and ice cream. That's my comfort food when life is just hard. I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to drop everything and, and have waffles and ice cream. And fun fact, they just opened <laughs> just opened a waffle and ice cream place right opposite my labs. So don't go. If I'm like 20 kg extra at the end of fourth year, then you know why. I'm on my day. knees. <laughs> and I said, I was not going to tell any of my friends because I know that they would be <laughs> cautioning me. But it's there. It's literally there. What was an ice cream? Um, 
you find other ways. And I think it's because we don't see that God can be with us in the hard times. It's very mm-hmm. hard to see for different reasons, right? One being, how can God let this happen to me? So of course it's not here. Two, um, this doesn't look like God. It's not nice and rosy. So of course God is not here through this through this time. So yeah, I, I get it. I've I've definitely been in spaces where um God has been the the not my first point of contact. Not because I don't want it to be, because I just don't see that he's here in the middle yeah. of it. Um yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes it feels like God is a spectator. Like we mm, put him at the bench we put him if you've ever been like in a concert in an arena you usually have like the part where it's really really close to the artist and then for those of us who might not be um who might be financially challenged the only seat you can afford is (laughs) furthest away you are touching the ceiling you are touching the sky um and it sometimes feels like God is a spectator in our lives, the person that we go to when we need material things um, yeah. or the last resort. And it's like, I've tried everything. I've done this and I've done that. God, only you can come um, and save me. But it's like, no, God doesn't desire that. God wants to be the first. God, I mean, God would have seen it before it even arrived. So it's like before everyone else. Um, and yeah before everyone else me first and and I think sometimes we have a habit of using the things of God to substitute God because for example Mm -hmm. community is a good thing it is a godly Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. but we might be like okay well at least I'm going to community but it's like but have you gone to God first and I think Mm -hmm. I remember in April I was at work and it was a there was a program we're delivering and my manager was away and although I, she gives me the freedom to kind of run things as, as, as I, however I want, and she trusts me to make my own decisions, her presence there is a source of comfort that if something goes wrong, I can go to this mm-hmm. person who will be able to provide insights or who I can run something with, something with or reassure me that whatever decision I make is right. But she wasn't there and things were going wrong. And mm-hmm. I remember in that moment, my other people in my project team were looking at me for next Um, steps for advice and I said yeah and I had to literally tell myself like God I'm depending you I'm depending on you in this moment I do not want to be ashamed of my own conduct I don't want to look at my own testimony and think why did I rest on myself and not on you and I had to literally tell myself like God, I want to be glad and happy knowing that I am resting on you in this moment of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I was muttering under my breath, like God, I am bringing you into the situation. God, I am giving you all the glory. God, I am resting on you. Mm-hmm. And even when I left, I felt so elated because that I can say that's the first time I've actively caught. I mean, aside from like when you're having a nightmare, you call upon the name of Jesus to rescue you. <laughs> I've had to do that before. Uh, <laughs> like jesus the blood of jesus um and i actually <laughs> had to no literally i had to do that said so not today the blood of jesus has set me free uh and i actively had to do it um and and I, in that moment it was so profound but then i'm like why is that why is that such why did it feel like such a huge step and it mm. feels like such a huge step because we want to be independent mm-hmm. um 
did you know the amount of self-help books that are out there that you can solve it by yourselves and you can do it by yourself and even when I was thinking about this topic today it reminded me of you Shawa because back (laughs) use your words carefully (laughs) yeah because back in I'm gonna say 2017 this is when I wasn't a Christian you handed me a book what did I do and the book is called not a fan and to this day (laughs) I've not finished that book but I remembered it today what did you say I still got the I still have it I'm not giving it back um, and I remembered it today and I think it might I feel like each time I think about God I have like a profound moment and I realize it's like when we leave God at the end when we put God as the tick mark you know at the end of whatever process we've been through when we call upon the name of God just for oh I've done it God now can you see that I've done it when we ask God for direction but at the same time we're asking for direction we're running in our own direction and just praying and hoping and guessing that it's the right way in when we do that God is a fan in our lives Mm. and I think then we then wonder why the problems where there's no divine intervention or there's no actual joy there's Mm. no real peace because God is a fan in our lives whilst we do our own thing. God yeah. is a God is a spectator in our lives whilst we run everything. Mm-hmm. And then we think, but I'm a Christian. Why is it that the peace that God has promised me, why do I not mm-hmm. have it? Mm-hmm. Why is it that the, the clarity that I should have, why don't I have it? Why is it that even though I'm getting close to God and I'm doing the do, the enemy is stealing my joy and he's robbing me of my peace why is it that I'm struggling to find contentment in my life it's because we're doing life on our own terms and the one who has promised these things although he's in our lives we're not actually tapping into him when we should um sorry I've said a lot there what 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 other thoughts yeah no 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 that's that's really good and and I think like even then even the analogy of a spectator slash a fan because I'm thinking of I've not, never watched a football game before um and, and really? we live in Manchester no I mean not in person not a live show I oh know oh my gosh I, I thought no I thought you like I've not seen I mean I have I was gonna R- say Ronaldo R- and that um Steven Gerrard and that um oh that's Liverpool honey and he finished two years ago wait no does I'm that mean it, guy no Lukaku no not Lukaku is Nigerian. Oh, He's Saka. Na- Saka and that. Guys, I know it's what I'm Okay, you're like, okay. Um, oh. oh, the guy that gave pick to the homeless people. No, to children. Yeah, oh, what's his name? Oh, um, oh, um, I remember him. I- I, I I don't support Manchester United, so I, I really shouldn't have to know who he is. I'm definitely going to leave this in. <laughs> please don't come for me I am not a football person as in just the idea of spectators right as in spectators they they are there on the sidelines they're not actually involved in the game at all the game can run a whole 90 minutes they don't run up to the to the pitch and just kick the ball in the in between and when we place God as a spectator we're literally like we're designating this place in our life is that God you can watch me from the sidelines but you're not to get involved in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not even in the hard times. It's the hard times that it becomes more apparent. But if in the good times, in the normal times, 
it's not expectation in your life, then it doesn't. It's not a thing to, to forget to come to him in the hard times because you've been involving him in every single thing in your life. Does that make yeah. sense? So, yeah. like, it's not when like we have this whole sacred and secular divide, right? So here's God on Sunday, on Tuesday mornings, prayers. Here's God when I only open my Bible on Sunday. But if throughout the week I'm not in connection with him, I'm not in fellowship with, with him rather, um, even in the good times, it makes it evident because he's yeah. he's not really involved in your life at all. Yeah. Um, and it's how do you include him in your life so he's not a spectator so that when the hard time comes, then you know how to respond. I know there's there's multiple scriptures that I can now none is that none is coming to my head right now those who are a burden and heavy laden and i'll give you rest yeah and it will give you rest um and it tells us to take his yoke because his yoke is light um and it tells us it's going to give us rest when we're heavy laden and burden but even even when we're walking with him and that's that's it right peace that's the one The, the bible speaks about us walking walking um, working with him. So when we work with him, we're not satisfied with the fruits of the fruits of the flesh. And he goes on to name the things of the flesh, envy, bitterness, all of these things. Um, but when we work in the spirit, then we live in the spirit. And one of the fruit and evidence of the spirit is peace. And what's what does peace mean? Peace doesn't make sense. Peace is contrary to human understanding. Peace yeah. is the peace. <laughs> peace is the peace. Peace is what you feel, <laughs> um, or the state of mind that you are in in good times, but also in hard times. And it's very apparent that when your peace is very shaken, um, of course there are external circumstances that can shake that. But when you see that you're living in a place of dissatisfaction, discontentment, you're not at peace. Um, a, a good peace. <laughs> I keep saying peace. <laughs> a good place to go back to. <laughs> Is to just question, like, okay, where is God in my life? Have I placed him on the sidelines? Oh, I remember now, oh my gosh, this actually works. This kid's drama is so back in back in my earlier younger days, I used to be in the drama team at church. Um, and there's this there's this drama, it's about a stool in your life, and then when whoever sits on the stool makes the decision. I think I, what role did I play? I think I was the main character. <laughs> Oh and goodness. then obviously you have God we have a sit on the, on the stool make the decision and then at the start I'm like God here's the stool take it sit on it here it is um, and then then when it comes to like oh deciding X, Y and Z I push God off the stool and sit on it and I decided things myself um, trying to make this make sense and I think in, in, in some way we do that to God and that's what and that's why it's harder when hardship comes yep. because we're not prepared for it. Like we're not prepared. We're not. It's got thing is, and that's how the devil works very intelligent, you know, in a very smart way. He doesn't need to um the devil Christian, doesn't need to do a lot. The devil just yeah. needs to let us run oh wild. Oh my goodness. Are yeah. you running yeah. wild? Like exactly. the devil's literally just the even he's a spectator. The devil doesn't need to do much because you know what? You're going to be the one that's going to replace your intimate time with God with something else. Because this is the thing, like I remember. In therapy, I remember uh, my therapist said something. He, she was like, you know, what are God's promises to you? That goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Mm. And I was like, but I've been I've been saying that prayer. I've been saying it all the time. 
And then it's like, but I didn't know that's actually something that God says is going to follow me all the days of Charlie, my life. Yeah. You know but what you said? You said it as, as one thing. Yeah, you're going to send a message. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's like, surely, command surely, goodness genuinely, and mercy. <laughs> you shall follow all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Wow. But the thing is, we want all of these things, but we we just, we expect them. But yeah. They come yeah. with God. But when we're not bringing God into the situation, when we're not inviting God to 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 take control and to and to have His way in the situation, we are literally partitioning that to the side, and it's mm-hmm. now like, but why do I have no peace? Why is mm-hmm. there no joy? Mm-hmm. Why is there no goodness? And it sometimes mm-hmm. feels like the bad news keeps on cascading. A mm-hmm. moment of peace, and then there's trouble. A moment of peace and it's trouble. And the thing is, you might not even notice it if you're not actually taking account. Mm-hmm. Because you might think of the big things. Okay, maybe I've lost my job. Maybe I don't have this. But it's the little times in your day when you 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 might be overwhelmed with sadness. You might get irate at the smallest thing. And, and it just, you're, you're not settled. You're not settled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, really important that even if it means that we go back to the basics, as in saying it out loud to yourself, Aramidei, shower, God, please come into the situation. God, today I'm actively going to depend on you in the situation. God, I'm actually I'm actively going to pray about the situation. God, remind me to 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 think about your scriptures when this comes up. Um, God, help me to 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 give thanks for the things that you've done. I'm not saying that the situation itself is going to be resolved in an instance, but there is something about actively bringing God in and handing it to him. Mm -hmm. And that's going to take off the burden that you weren't meant to carry because Christ has already done everything that needs to do on the cross. You don't need to snatch it back and then carry it yourself, but it's actually actively acknowledging his Lordship. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this isn't profound. This isn't brand new. Um, And if you're listening, I really encourage you to take this as an actual action to genuinely invite God into the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been thinking about often, there is something so wicked about having access to living waters, but still living as if you're in a drought and still living thirsty and still living as if you don't know God. Mm. Mm-hmm. And carrying those burdens yourself, and God is just as far as He was before you were even saved. Yeah, yeah, and it's so subtle. Like what the devil does. I'm reading this book by C.S. Lewis. Um, oh my goodness, what's that man? Like C.S. Lewis. Um, the I need to grab it from my bag. <laughs> um, Yes, the screw tape letters. Basically, um, it's it's very it's satire. So letters from a senior to a junior devil, and he just speaks about the the different ploys and plots that the enemy uses. So instead of um coming at you with your temptation right here in front of you, it will just cause you to move and drift away from fellowship from God. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that will bring you joy normally in life. Let's say it's even walking. It would say, oh no, instead of walking, why don't why not get the bus? Okay, cool, you get the bus. Because normally, let's say you walk and you pray to God as you're walking to work, for example, or just to like the corner shop. Now, instead of that, why don't you just put your earphones in and listen to a podcast instead? Or instead of that, why don't you just, it just takes away things from you that you do. And it doesn't have to do much, literally. And that's why we have to be so mindful. Because the idea is, okay, hardships are going to come. Here's mm-hmm. here's hardship. 
but in the norm how do I prepare myself for it um how do I the, the Bible tells us to um to guard ourselves it tells us to put on the breastplate like there's a scriptures of righteousness go- the helmet of salvation the sword of truth the belt the, the belt oh god and the shoes are the gospel the sword is the word of god i did yeah. a whole presentation on that said, recently. On, Bible um but yes yeah. to do all these things um the elements of salvation the word of god all of these things are meant to prepare our minds for so that when hardship comes we respond properly and i think the reason why as christians we struggle to respond because we're not we're not we're not prepared for battle that's it <laughs> so we're not prepared for battle at all so it's like oh it's cool it's fine but when something is 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 when when something comes, things like anxiety, things like um even envy, things all of these like from okay, I might not struggle with clubbing because I can't dance, I don't like drinking. Mm-hmm. Um it's it doesn't work for me. But things like envy, things like um co- co- being covetous, things like um esteeming like my work over like making my work my identity things that are so subtle to me because I'm not guided I'm not ready for battle I'm not understanding where I am I'm not speaking the, the truth of what God says about me God's promises about me God what what God has has affirmed me to be so when when a situation comes for me to be envious why am I questioning how hard it is how easy it is for me to be to be envious does that make sense so I think because we're not prepared for battles for when the hardship time when the hard times come we respond as if we don't really know Christ as as if we're not even saved because we're not prepared but we do respond that way because we don't know him because if you really know who God is and you know him not as a spectator but as intimately as his disciples knew him you'd be able to trust him and the thing is we, we a lot of it also comes from moving away from a peripheral view of God a crumb view of God but really if you genuinely knew him like you said if you knew him and you were doing the doing doing your due diligence on what you're meant to do you'll be ready for battle and there's actually a really really good YouTube series that I've been watching um through work recently and it's by a lady called a pastor called Stephanie Ike or Ike um Ike I think it's definitely mm-hmm. and she's doing she did a whole series about kind of being aware of the spiritual warfare of the normalization of witchcraft and the normalization mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. um really spiritual things and like but really making a, a joke of it and mm-hmm. and I think sometimes especially as Christians in the west you know she talks about how we're not mindful of the fact that we're living in a battle mm-hmm. of a battle or of a battlefield so we don't think we need to be prepared meaning that Things are taking our distraction. Things are stealing our joy. Things are replacing what should be the time that we're getting to know God. We're, we, we're selling those that time to something else. You could mm. be selling that time to TikTok. You could be selling that time to online shopping. You could be selling that, t- that time to to work you could be selling that time to instagram you could be selling that time to other uh, other things and what it's doing is mm-hmm. that time you know what i find so interesting at work sometimes they pay you by the hour and they're saying for each hour of your life this is how much we think it's worth so when mm-hmm. we are freely giving our time that we should be spending to god mm-hmm. giving to god which has eternal consequences what we're doing is we're giving it to the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what that happens during times of trial and tribulation is when we're meant to be st- standing guard, we're naked. Mm-hmm. We're left open. 
and then anything can attack us anything can ruin your day and then mm. even instead of using that as an opportunity to know god I and mean, this is even a preaching to myself and to get closer to him you know because whilst the day is young you might as well get closer to the lord we then give that time to let me substitute god with a self-help book with a with a sermon with talking to a friend with mm. actually we're still not inviting God into the middle. We're not rectifying mm. our mistakes, um, but we're substituting God with other things that are good, but aren't mm. quite what is godly in that moment. Yeah. yeah, it can be good, but it's not good. That's the Bruh. thing, and that's what we need. Like, the life life comes with so much distractions, man. So many. And the so distractions much. are getting more. It's getting mm. more. As in, you know what? A, a good way to test if you're, you've got a distracted mind is try and read like a newspaper article or maybe a journal article just try and read that for like just like a page or so if you've grabbed your phone if you've touched your nose if you've fidgeted you've got your you're you're distracted i'm saying this the amount of times right? i would touch my phone realize and put it down yeah like i don't need to do anything but our, our minds are very distracted right now and then we have to ask us, ourselves the question how does this help our faith life um yeah how does this help our life? It's 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 interesting. Yeah, but I, um, I think just, just to encourage the sense of encouragement. I know this might this probably at this point in the spot. I was like, you were like, they flogged me. You brought me up and down. You started <laughs> you low and now shit. you came back. And then literally, but I think as as a way of encouragement, it's just to kind of just hopefully just get you to reflect and and just think, okay, where am I actually at? Hardships are not nice, but one thing is that one thing that's true because we live in a fallen world is that they're going to happen. Um, it's how do you remain ready? How do you remind yourself that you are? This is not our final destination. How do you remind yourself that through hardship, and um, even before hardship comes, how do I store myself ready in time? And even in the middle of hardship, to remember that you're not doing this alone. God is not a spectator. Again, as we said in your life um is not watching you and it's like yeah good course you make it through if she wants to but it's like no he actually is a good guy that cares about me cares about the things you care about as well so hopefully you are um encouraged <laughs> hopefully you don't feel like this is a lot too much because i guess the main message is that you can actually go to god even even if you've not been included in in your life so far, even if it feels like, yes, I just come to him once a week sort of thing. But it just starts by just taking the first step, just being intentional. And and oh, my pastor said something, that we're, we're looking for someone that's looking for us. Like the idea that God is already looking for you yeah. and we're going to try and look for him back. But you're, you're looking for a God that is, that is gentle towards you, that's seeking you. Um, but just to hold on to that, even in the middle of hardship. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think even that we're talking, we're this is sending us back to what we need to do. Um, mm -hmm. so there's no condemnation here. And I think life is hard, full stop. Life is harder without God. Um, so I think this should remind us that we actually have someone who cares and who loves us and whose heart to our, towards us is get this gentle and mm -hmm. lowly someone whose yeah. heart towards towards us is one of open arms not to take from us not to rob us rob us but to yeah not to rub us but to but to 
to be a source of comfort and and mm-hmm. someone who actively wants to keep us not ourselves so yeah whatever your trial and tribulation might look like um because for us it will be different to yours it might be the same but it might also be different know that god is a source of respite um he is the one that we go to first and if you like she was said if you've not gone to him go to him now because he will give you that covering and from there every good thing will then follow so yeah i hope this encourages you and but more i hope this spurs you into action um and and yeah i hope you've enjoyed listening to this i've enjoyed talking to Shara about this and i hope you'll talk to someone about this too thanks for listening bye So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.